Douglas, uh, it, it seems to me that so far in, in our experiments, what we've been doing is it's been pretty pretty much a visual thing. You've been asking us to see and look at what's here, but I really wonder whether it would apply to you know the other senses or. Uh, I'm just wondering about it being. Is this exclusively visual, or <laughs> a very good question, uh, Sean, which will very important to address. I mean, if it's only uh, accessible to sighted people, what about blind people? It can't be very profound if it's just for one of the senses. So we come on to another experiment now, which is quite crucial, and we have to do it with closed eyes and see whether we can go home to the country we never left blindfold, and whether we can move in blindfold. Uh, and uh, have a look around home. Blindfold, really, strangely enough. I mean, it's an interesting uh, a journey now, a blindfold journey, and let's see how it works. And we have to close our eyes and keep them firmly closed, and that applies to Maureen uh, and Sean and the viewer and Douglas. All of us really must keep our eyes closed. And so the viewer, uh, with apologies, is no longer the viewer. The viewer ceases to be the viewer and becomes the hearer of this, uh, what's going on, just as we all do here. And it's essential in doing this experiment that we drop, as far as we're able, memory and imagination and go by present evidence. What's given in present evidence is the thing. So uh, we're going to start all over again, have a look, have a look without vision and uh, what it's like where we are. So could we please uh, be our own authority, don't believe a thing that Douglas says, close our eyes and find out what is given, clearly given to us when we drop memory and imagination and have a look around. And the first question I should ask is this, on present evidence, where are your boundaries? Where do you stop and where does your environment begin? What shape are you now on present evidence? To be quite specific, not vague, on present evidence, how many toes can you count? Of course you can count ten if you Visualize ten toes and two feet to, to attach them to. But you could visualize uh, uh, claws there, couldn't you? Hooves. A fish's tail. You know, when we were very little, we did that. Surely we can be any shape now that we care to be. And then again, try the other end. How tall are you on present evidence? Look, supposing I were marvellous Merlin Douglas Harding who could just uh, exercise the most tremendous magic on you and make you a hundred feet tall, a mile tall, without your knowing. Well, you wouldn't know, would you? On present evidence, how tall are you? On present evidence, what is your colour? What is your age? 
What is your sex? I mean, sex is a pretty kind of intimate thing, but really? I mean, have you any evidence now of your age, colour, sex, species? Couldn't you be any kind of creature? When we were very small, when we were very young children, we had no difficulty at all in being surely a railway engine or an aeroplane or a bulldozer or whatever little girls imagine themselves to be. No difficulty, because uh, we were shapeless, we could take on any shape. So what's it like being you at this time? Do you have an environment and you are a thing in the middle of that environment? Or do you spill over? Have you been blown away by the wind of God, shall we say, to put it rather uh, poetically? Blown away so that you have no boundaries, just as you did with open eyes, with no boundaries, and no nuclear object here to shut things out with? Are you not space now, albeit, um, shall I say, plainer space than you were before, a little kind of darker or something, but still unbounded space? Space for what? Well, all sorts of things are going on in my space and presumably yours, such as why feelings of warmth and comfort, pressures, one kind or another, perhaps tension here and there. These are following one another all the time, are they not, in our space. And then uh, there are sounds, the sound of Douglas's voice now. Now, are you not silence? for the sound, silence. You cannot be the sound because that keeps changing and coming and going. Are you not now silence? Capacity for sound, just as before you were capacity for coloured shapes and uh, movements and so on. Capacity for sound. So your nature is again capacity, space, room, accommodation for what is given. And of course other things are given, uh, like thoughts and feelings. You have uh, those thoughts and feelings coming up now. Uh, all the time they're coming up. But don't they go and alight on the objects to which they refer? If you think of someone you love very much, you're not holding on to the love in a, in a kind of love box here, are you? Uh, or filing cabinet with a file marked love for that person. Surely the love is on its way to and alighting upon now that loved object, the person you adore. So the question is, the thought is, that person is adorable and lovable, not I am all that stuff here. And feelings you have uh, uh, going out of here, but I don't think they stick around here, do they? Uh, making up something called a box, uh, 
stuff called a mind. And then, of course, there's thoughts. And your thoughts are rising here all the time. But they're leaving here. So uh, I would say that in, 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 in my case, I don't know about your case, in my case, uh, what I find here is extremely different from what I had thought. I find here room, accommodation for all sorts of things, but they keep coming and going, and they are not given at this time uh, 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 altogether, and many of them are not given at all. Now, it seems to me that in my life, in my history, I've, building, I've been building up a picture of Douglas, building up this personality thing, like name, age, telephone number, qualifications, merits, demerits, uh, a, a, a thousand uh, possessions uh, of intellectual, moral, physical possessions and characteristics. Where have they gone now? Where are they? What can I find of everything that I had identified myself with? My humanness, my shape, my maleness, my nationality. Where's it all gone? You know, I, I'm having difficulty in finding myself now. What's happened to all the stuff that I had identified with? My mind, my body, my thoughts, feelings, acquisitions, merits, and so forth. What's happened on present evidence to all of that? I'm asking these questions of myself in order that you uh, might ask them uh, of yourself. Who are you now in your own experience on present evidence, dropping all that memory stuff. Can you now say to yourself, honestly, I am this, or I am that, or I am the other? It's difficult, isn't it? What would you say you have now given to you uh, as to your particular nature. What can you say about yourself now, truthfully, on present evidence? In other words, what's left of you? Other, do you feel destroyed by this operation? Do you feel angry with Douglas for stripping, stripping, stripping away these identifications? Or do you have the feel of having come home? to the same place that we came home to with open eyes, have we not come home, blindfold, to the same home, where we have dropped all those acquisitions, all those identifications, which are perishing, they are perishing, all of them. Everything that we have there is perishable, but what we have here the country uh, we're coming from, we're at now, surely this is 
the, the boundless country, the country of everlasting clearness, where there is nothing to perish. All right. What then is the name of the one uh, who has come home? The one who cannot say, on present evidence, I'm this, or I'm that, or I am the other. What is the name of that one? Well, I think I can say, and I think you might be able to say, just one thing, that you are not abolished, not obliterated, and your name, therefore, is not I am this or I am that, but is I am. Now, whose name is that? I am. You know, that is the name of the one that all the great religious traditions at heart, at the heart of the heart of the heart of every one of them, they say, this is your true nature, your true name, is, is I am, and that God or Atman Brahman or Buddha nature, Allah, is nearer to you than all else. And your name when you come home is I am. Do you feel comfortable here? Do you feel comfortable with this name? Where, where you need nothing else to be but this awakeness to your I amness. You're the authority. I've been putting these suggestions to you for you to check up on. Douglas's vision of this or appreciation of this is absolutely no use to anybody but Douglas here. Over to you. You are the sole and final authority on who you are for yourself at home at this moment. What is your name? And I suggest that the the longer name that you have in that other world is a name which is going to disappear from the face of the earth without trace. But your real name, surely, I am, is forever and ever and ever. You are the authority. I'm asking the questions. You give the answers. Do you feel comfortable at home now? And now, Sean and Maureen, we shall open our eyes. And let's open our eyes now. And uh, do you know, uh, when you redecorate your home, do you change your name? No. You're redecorating your home. <laughs> you are now same. flooding your home with color and shape, aren't you? Do you change your name when you change the wallpaper? Is it not your name still? I am. I am? Yes. Does this answer your question, perhaps? Yes. We do. In fact, I should say there are certain advantages the blind man might have. Yes. Yes. This is a way home, isn't it? A good way home, blindfold. Maureen, is that true? Mm -hmm. What is? You see, we all say, I am Douglas, I am Sean, I am 
Maureen. Well, it seems to me that the third one, I am uh, the Douglas, is a temporary nickname. And Sean's a nickname for the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Your nickname, your real name I is am, I am. Right. I am what's happening. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is changing all That's right. Mm -hmm. So the this, I am this, is a common name. So the I am, that doesn't change. Yes. That doesn't change. And what seems to me to be decisive here is our feeling, because we're talking about feeling now. Do you feel at home? Or do you feel we've come to a rotten old place? Mm -hmm. Just the opposite. Look, it's an extraordinary thing. We've in invested all this energy into building up this personality. And when, we, when it goes, oh, what a relief. Mm -hmm. For me, anyway. So what easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was no struggle. No struggle. Yeah. Just it's extraordinary, isn't it? Bye-bye. <laughs> yes. Yep. The sense of relief is what stands out in my relief, mind. Relief, yes. More than anything. Peace. And I, I think the, the, this is an experiment, a, a thing we can use uh, in ordinary life. Not all the time, because the, the, <laughs> we, we can't say excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, but uh, I'm just going into the silence. But we can do it when we go to bed. We get up in the morning from time to time. And very refreshing. Indeed. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm.